On today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Flip and Steel, we are taking a deep look at Thursday's jam-packed 13-game DFS and big betting board while also taking a look at Patrick Kane's overall trade value ahead of the deadline. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Hockey heads, degenerate gamblers alike, unite and stand up. It is your favorite and hottest podcast. It is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Steel Roden and Big Flip Livingstone. And we are back for episode number 31 of the reboot of this show. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. You know where you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course on YouTube. So make sure you hammer the subscribe button. Show us some love. You know we appreciate it. You know what you're going to find on today's show. 13-game betting and DFS board. We will be taking a look at both, feeding you some picks, locks, and guys to target. We are also going to be taking a look at Patrick Kane. On the heels of a career point night steal, six-point night, an explosion for the Chicago Blackhawks, Patrick Kane still has a lot of value and is a very interesting name in the lead-up to this deadline steal. I'm excited to talk about what you think about Patrick Kane, what the Hawks are going to do with him. Lots of talk for bets, lots of talk for DFS. That's coming up. Stay tuned. My friend, my co-host, my brother, let's get right into it. I'm fired up today. Let's get it. Yeah, what a way to start off this episode talking about Patrick Kane after you know an incredible night against the Anaheim yep. Ducks. You know, obviously teams are going to be interested in, in a guy like Patrick Kane. He's one of the most elite players that we've seen over the last decade. Three Stanley Cups. He's got that playoff experience. So, you know, of course, teams are going to be interested in Patrick Kane. I was a little surprised that his name has been, you know, kind of swirling around out there for a trade. Um, but, it, but it makes sense. He's one of the top guys in the league still. And, you know, looking at it, he, he is still one of the best in the game. Uh, as we speak. So I understand it from teams looking in. It's going to be a tough, tough, you know, trade to get done because of his of his salary. He's got 10.5 million uh, on his contract. It's going to be tough to negotiate around that. Teams might have to retain some of that salary uh, or the Chicago Blackhawks might have to retain that salary, but they can get a lot in return for a guy like Patrick Kane. You know, I'm glad that you kind of went to the obvious stumbling block first because, you know, I can hear the hate on Twitter, you know, people saying <laughs> he has a no movement clause, you know, 10.5 mil. These are legitimate stumbling blocks, but, you know, there's teams out there that have kicked tires on him. We know that. So there's there's teams out there trying to potentially pry him away from a situation that, you know, what I wanted to bring up is we know the off-ice issues for the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, the Kyle Beach thing was a stain and a black eye on the organization, and it was poorly handled. So you can't help but feel that maybe are they going to just completely turn the page, right? Is it a whole brand new face for everything in Chicago or – do they keep Kane along for that ride? Uh, because clearly he can still get it done. And what I would point out, I want to give this guy some love here for a second, Steel, and I got to take a look at the notes. You mentioned the three cups. 
four-time All-Star, 2012 Conn Smythe winner, 2016 Hart winner, 2008 Calder winner, and having another great year with 19 goals and 45 assists. And I'll say this before I turn it back over to you. He is looking real good on that top line with Dylan Strome and Alex Debrinkit. Obviously, they just exploded for what was that? I don't know. Was that eight goals? Eight goals the other yeah. night. So there's something to be said about his chemistry with two young players that they're probably going to have around. But I think there's a couple of teams, and I'll mention them in a second, that if you add Patrick Kane to your team going down the stretch here, fantasy-wise, look out for his value. And oh my goodness, if a team like Colorado or the New York Rangers add this guy, oh my goodness, Steele. I can just imagine the combinations in the daily fantasy and fantasy value for Patrick Kane goes right through the roof. Yeah, his value, like he's already over 90, 90% owned across Yahoo and ESPN League. So it's going to be tough to get a trade done in fantasy leagues. But look, before we get to the actual teams that might be able to, to get him, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Chicago Blackhawks didn't want to go through a rebuild. It was very understanding from guys like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane that they did not want to go through a rebuild. They wanted to win now. They still felt like they could win now. And that's why they signed guys like Marc-Andre Fleury and Seth Jones for big contracts. So right. they wanted to win now. Obviously, it hasn't panned out to their expectations. We, we've no. seen how bad and how poorly they've played this year. So moving a guy like Patrick Kane might actually be super, super beneficial for the organization of the Chicago Blackhawks. You'll get a lot in return, prospects, picks, you know, talented players playing in the NHL right now for a guy like Patrick Kane. So it's not out of the, you know, universe that, that this might get done. And no. look, he's top, he's top 30 in fantasy scoring at 530 fantasy points this year, top 15 in scoring in the NHL as well. 19 goals, 45 assists. You mentioned it. This guy's looked a lot better in the last month than he did to start the season. He's definitely putting yeah. on the goals a lot more. You mentioned it with one of the teams. The New York Rangers, for me, would be the most you know fitting team for Patrick me Kane. Too. They have the most cap space with one of, being yep. one of the best teams with the most cap space. They'll be able to send a lot in return to the Chicago Blackhawks, whether it's Alexander Gorgiev. I was looking at a guy like Ryan Strome. Maybe Strome, the Strome, the Strome brothers play together in Chicago, but there's a lot that the Rangers have with picks prospects and guys playing on their team right now that they can send for, for Patrick Kane in a deal. They're also can't deny that 30 plus million in cap space. I think automatically makes them the team that is probably also kicking tires on Patrick Kane, but doesn't he also just seem like the prototypical guy to go play in New York to me as you know a flashy we know he's a showman you know he does the ear thing against matthews a couple of years ago to fire back he fires up the crowd he's a big time player and new york rangers have that stage he would look great in blue and i think you really made the the key point here is the salary cap but i'll also mention this if he links back up with artemi panarin someone who those two guys were very hard to beat the puck was flying everywhere sauce pass city that's a combination that I think if I'm the Rangers general manager, I'm rerunning that tape from those two seasons that those are two, two or three seasons that they played together because that was a combination that like if he goes and starts to play with a guy like Panarin, no disrespect to DeBrincat and Strom, his fantasy value alone goes right through the roof, I think, Steele. Artemi Panarin and, and Patrick Kane were absolutely vicious in Chicago yeah. when they played together. Like that would be one of the best 
dynamic duos I would want to watch, especially playing in the playoffs. So you're absolutely right there. Yeah. Artemi Panarin and his and in Kane's chemistry was off the charts. Just they didn't even have to pretty much. You know, Kane's always been a wizard with the puck, especially you know passing. Uh, with those spinoramas, he doesn't have to even know where Panarin is on the ice. He can just throw the puck there and Panarin's got, he's going to be there. So I like that. If they were to play on the same line together, that would be great. You know, obviously we talked about this a little bit, that the New York Rangers have, you know, been in contact with the Vancouver Canucks about JT Miller, potentially bringing him back to New York. Patrick Kane would be a phenomenal second choice. I, for me, it'd probably be the first choice. That's a, like yeah. you mentioned, pair him up back up with Panarin, but if they can get either JT Miller or Patrick Kane, the New York Rangers will be the deadliest team in the, in, you know, going into the playoffs. You know, they sit six points up in the Metro um, and they're tied for, you know, I, what, what spot do I have them in here? Anyway, I don't, I don't know what, what they're sitting at the Metro. I got the, my stats mixed up either way, you know, they're in the mix. So down the stretch here, you can almost expect them to make a move. I would say Kane just, he just, to me, it just screams New York Ranger blue. I don't know what it is, but I could definitely see it happening. If they swing for the fences, like you said, and go for a big Miller or Kane, I think you immediately have to keep your eyes on the New York Rangers for sure as one of those teams that you definitely do not want to face in the first round. But another thing that you should keep your eye on is bet online. It's that time of year again, and college basketball, it's in full swing. From the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline has you covered as your continued source for all sports wagering and information needs, including live betting and your favorite casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline where the game starts. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. For your next listen, you have to go check out Locked On Now Podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. You don't want to miss out on this. It's free and available on all podcast platforms, just like this podcast right here. So please make sure you smash and hammer that subscribe and follow button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there as we got started back in, in late January. So thank you so much for that. Before we get into the DFS segment, I want to touch on something you said there, Flip. You know, Patrick Kane being in the blue of the New York Rangers, and I think it why it looks so good is because of him playing on Team USA in the Olympics. He was absolutely mm. dynamic, dynamite every single time he mm -hmm. stepped on the Olympic ice for, for USA. And you're right. He looks good in blue. I think he'd look good on the New York Rangers. So that's – I think we're on the same page here. The New York Rangers would be super ecstatic ecstatic to get a deal done uh with the chicago blackhawks if that were to come to fruition but mm -hmm. let's get into the dfs segment of this episode you Please. said it off the top huge huge amount of games on thursday mm. 13 games in total a lot of matchups look juicy out there some great games to watch and uh, to keep an eye on out for for me the first game is fairly obvious i'm going with the minnesota wild and the and the detroit red wings flip okay well, we haven't uh, from as much as we were talking a lot about the Minnesota Wild to start this show. We've <laughs> we've eased back up off them, but I'm interested to hear your breakdown here. You're going you're going with the Kirill Kaprizov special. What's happening here? Yes, sir. You know, I always look towards that second line or even down the third line with Marcus Foligno, but 
Kaprizov and Hartman have this really interesting chemistry every single every single time I watch them on the ice. Kaprizov is one of those guys like Patrick Kane. He can find you without even looking. That's what he does. He enters he enters the offensive zone. He drops the puck. He goes hard to the net. Ryan Hartman's right there shooting and scoring. So I like the dynamic they have on that top line. They've been the best players for the Minnesota Wild. And just looking at the last couple of games for the Red Wings, their last six games, they've been outscored 37 to 18. And they only have eight, they only have up to 18 goals because they scored seven the Toronto Maple Leafs in that 10-7 loss. But in right. that span, they've they're one five and oh. Uh, and, and they've just been absolutely terrible. You know, you and I have talked about the Red Wings a lot, how they've been trending in the right direction. Steve Eiserman has done a wonderful job. And I still think they are heading in the right direction. They, you know, they're they're in a rough patch right now, especially in their goalie department. Uh, Alex yeah, Ndelkovic and Thomas Grice are just not being yeah. what they uh, expected out of them. That's that's for sure. But what you're highlighting here from a DFS side of things, I think, is true. And while we have, you know, I, I do like what they're doing in Detroit. I do like where they're starting to go, but that's mostly up front. Uh, you know, Moritz Sider is also nasty and he's going to anchor that blue line for a long time. But you can't. And hey, what's happened with a team as good as the Toronto Maple Leafs up front lately without goaltending, right? It's a bit of an up and down battle. So we can see what happens when you just mentioned it. Those two guys have not been good enough in Detroit. And until you start to see something from anyone in the blue paint in Detroit, I think you have to continue to hammer the opposition from a DFS side of things, Steele. Yeah, exactly. And you said it right there, but the way they have been the last couple of games, I think it would be a safe bet to go with the guys on Minnesota Wild, but you can even go with guys on Detroit too. Like Jakob Vrana is back in the lineup. He just played his first game in a while. He scored in that 90 loss against the Arizona Coyotes, which to me is like, I don't know what's going on with the Arizona Coyotes. They're putting up some crooked numbers this last week, but yeah, it's been ridiculous to watch. Uh, but you could go with guys like Jakob Vrana. He shouldn't be too expensive, especially coming off the uh, the long-term injured reserve uh, and, you know, obviously playing his second game in a long, long time. So he should, shouldn't be too expensive. Kirill Kaprizov and Ryan Hartman, they're going to be upwards of $6,000. So you're going to be spending a little bit, you know, over budget for, you know, guys on the Minnesota Wild who aren't superstars, but they're producing. So it just makes the most amount of sense to pick these guys on Minnesota who are kind of turning the tables, getting out of a weird funk that they've been in and attacking this Detroit Red Wings team that has been absolutely awful this last two weeks. Yeah, and you know, I I, I hammered the Detroit triple dip the other night and I got two out of three. Dylan Larkin has been sensational this season and I'm not going to get back into that, but Minnesota has struggled to stop the puck, um, whether it's Cam Talbot or the backup. Um, so Kakinen, uh, he's also been fighting it a little bit. So you could find some value on the Red Wings. But where I'm looking, Steele, is actually at the Chicago Blackhawks-Boston Bruins game. Um, and, you know, uh, you know where I'm going to go here with my bet in a few minutes. But this is a spot for two teams that are just being involved with a ton of goals right now. Both teams clicking offensively. That's where my eyes go for DFS. You're definitely going to pay top price for the top lines there on both crews. But can you really go wrong? I mentioned Debrinkat, Strom, and Kane's chemistry. I really could see this Blackhawks-Bruins game being another high-scoring one. So, you know, if to augment your, your roster a little bit, I think you could find some value in that Chicago-Boston game as well. Yeah, that was also a game I was looking at. There's just so many games to choose from because there's 13 games there on the schedule. But the the one other game I was looking at besides the Wild and the uh, the Wild and Red Wings game 
was the LA Kings versus the San Jose Sharks. I think this is a perfect spot to to bet on the LA Kings. And I was looking at guys on that second lineup. Trevor Moore is getting a great amount of opportunity. Yes, this was a guy that I wanted to talk about, you know, when we were talking about some free agents, uh, you know, yeah. just a couple of ep episodes ago. Trevor Moore, 10 goals, 23 assists on the season. Philip Deneau, 16 goals, 17 assists on the season. So if you can't pay the price of like guys for guys like Anze Kopitar or on mm -hmm. Adrian Kempe, Trevor Moore and Philip Deneau have some great chemistry on that second line. Moore, who has been uh, picking it up of recently because he's been uh, added to that second line with Philip Deneau. He's got a ton of opportunity. I like this matchup against the San Jose Sharks because the Sharks are riddled with injuries. Reimer, Aiden Hill, LeBanc, Carlson, and three, three more guys who are regulars in their lineup are out or on the mm -hmm. IR. They're out of the lineup. And the Sharks are 1-3-5 and five in the last five games. And the, the, that one win was only to the Seattle Kraken. So for me, this is a huge game for the LA Kings to just continue riding up in the standings and in, in their division. I was actually just going to mention something, a game where I think you should target your goalies. But after everything that you just mentioned there, I would target John Quick or Cal Peterson, whoever's in net for the LA Kings, because we know the San Jose Sharks struggle to score at the best of times. But with all those, all those key players out, whether I don't care if they're on defense or up front, that makes your night for offense, you know, going to be potentially a really long one. So I would look to there. I would also look to the Colorado Avalanche Carolina Hurricanes game where, you know, we've talked about Darcy Kemper and him being up and down. We've talked about maybe Colorado potentially wanting to add a piece. We don't know. But what I do know is this. I expect this Colorado Carolina game, which take, you know, quick look at it, Steele. Is that not one of these types of games that could be the Stanley Cup final at this point in the season, right? We don't know what's going to happen, but this game smells like a playoff-type atmosphere to me. I see it being low-scoring, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. So I like this spot for Freddie Anderson at home. I know it's Colorado, but I talk about measuring stick games a lot. This potentially is the biggest one on the schedule of uh, that I've seen yet. Colorado against Carolina. Take a look at Freddie Anderson at home tonight as a DFS target if you haven't already blown your budget on the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, that is all. Look, there's so many games that you can choose from. We're just kind of pinpointing some guys under the radar yeah. that you can get for cheap, as well as big, big name guys like Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, and, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, Jonathan Quick uh, going up against the Sharks. But yeah. the Colorado Avalanche and the Carolina Hurricane, it does smell like a playoff game. This is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. And it could be the Stanley Cup Finals. Just, you know, we're seeing it in the regular season. So I like where your head's at with this. I still believe that the Florida Panthers or the New York Rangers are the team to come out of Eastern Conference. But that's just mm -hmm. me. Uh, even mm -hmm. though... Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes are one of the best teams in, in the league as well as the Eastern Conference, but it does smell like a playoff game. You can go with guys like Frederick Anderson. I would stay away from Darcy Kemp because, like Flip said, very inconsistent with his game. Thank you so much for thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you hit the subscribe and follow button. You'll get the late episodes of Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast as soon as they're available. We're free. And on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. So thank you so much for all the love and support out there. Flip and I appreciate it. It's now time to make you the money where the mm -hmm. money's made. Big time bets. Mm -hmm. Flip has been absolutely rolling. Two for three on, on, on Tuesday night. But look, the lock of the nights are hitting for Flip. I've been very up and down with it. I'm still, you know, above 500. But Flip is absolutely killing it right now. I want to hear what your yep. first pick is. 
I really appreciate that, my friend. You know, I am very <laughs> clear and honest about what we do on this show, and I'm not always going to, you know, go out there and throw you the best odds. I'm trying to pick you winners. I'm trying to pick you winners at decent odds, not just trying to throw picks at the board. With that said, let's dive right into it. 13 game steal. It's sometimes like a kid in a candy store. Your eyes go all over the place. Focus, stay focused, put the blinders on, and let's make some money. My first pick steal, we've talked about this team a lot, this game. I hinted at it. Chicago Blackhawks at the Boston Bruins, okay? Let me throw a few few stats at you for these two teams. The total has gone over the number in six of Chicago's last seven games. The total has gone over the number in four of the last five games. Chicago plays on the road against Boston, and oh, wait. Four of Boston's last six games over the total. This is sitting at five and a half. Again, we talked about these numbers being skewed because we record early. This is probably going to go up, but at five and a half, minus 120, I am all over this number. Even if it goes up to the, the number of point of six, I still like it still. Chicago isn't great, but offensively, they're clicking right now. Boston is also being involved in a ton of high-scoring games. Give me the over five and a half for my first pick of the night at minus 120. Good, sir. I like that pick a lot. My first pick is going to be an over as well. It's the Maple Leafs versus the Coyotes over Mm -hmm. six and a half goals. And look, we already know that the the Maple Leafs have some superstars up front. Austin Matthews, the best player in the NHL, just recorded his sixth hat-trick of his career, uh, leading, leading the league in goals at 43. They score a ton of goals. So even if they lose the game, they score a ton of goals. And the Coyotes, like I mentioned before, are putting up some crooked numbers right now. Mm-hmm. Offensively, Nick Schmaltz yeah. being a huge part of that, as well as Clayton yeah. Keller. So I like this game to hit the over. It's already at six and a half. Uh, I, I've never seen a game at seven. I don't think I, yeah, I've never seen a game at seven. So I believe it'll stay at six and a half goals. And there's a lot of talent up front on 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 the Maple Leaf side, but the way the Coyotes have been playing this last week, I like the over at six and a half in this Coyotes Maple Leafs game. Hey man, it has happened. I have seen it. I don't know if it's happened many times this season, but everything you're saying right there, it can't be denied. Uh, I don't know why anyone would go near that game with an under with what's been going on for both of these teams. Uh, I think you're spot on with it. I'm going to another over-under pick right now, Steele, for my second pick, and I'll throw it back to you before I hit you with my lock of the night. But I'm going with an under, and I alluded to it again, which what I think will be playoff-tight game here, low-scoring, tight-checking between the Colorado Avalanche and Carolina Hurricanes. I was messing up my statistics with the Rangers before. It's the Carolina Hurricanes that sit with a six-point lead atop the Metro Division, tied for the Florida Panthers for the Eastern lead. So we know they're the toast of the East or right up there. You've talked about it. They're in the mix with a couple of other teams. I like them a lot. Colorado, cup favorites, toast of the West, sitting on top. The total has gone under in eight of Colorado's last nine games when playing on the road against Carolina Steel. That's a lot of games with these teams being totally different, but a couple of them with them being the same rosters. I like this to be a measuring stick game. Playoff atmosphere, those usually mean low scoring under the total games. I like Freddie Anderson this year. The last time I talked up Freddie, he laid a big old rotten egg for me. So I hope that doesn't happen again. But under six plus 105, I also like the odds here, Steele. I'm feeling an under bet. Let's get it for my second pick of the night. I like that pick as well. And, you know, you, 
that's exactly what I said uh, for Monday's game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. It seems like, you know, every time we see the Battle of Alberta, it's a tight physical game. They're not going to give a lot up defensively. They're going to be very, you know, st- uh, they're going to be very aggressive in the neutral zone. They're going to look for exactly turnovers. That's exactly what happened. So good call. And that's exactly what happened. So flip taking a book out of my, taking a page out of my book right here. <laughs> I, I like where your head's at for this game as well. It's, it feels like a playoff atmosphere, and we could very much see this in the Stanley Cup Finals. I would love that. Would be a great matchup to watch. Thank my you. second pick of uh, for big time bets. It's going to be the Anaheim Ducks on the money line against the Nashville Predators at plus 170. If the Ducks are at plus 170 against the Preds, I'll take this, you know, nine out of 10 times. I like the way they've been playing. John Gibson's back in the lineup. Uh, He was out with illness or injury, I believe, for the last week or so. So I like the fact that John Gibson's back in the lineup. He got a big win over the weekend or in the last couple of days. And I just, I like the odds here. The Ducks are a very underrated team. You know, they're, they slipped out of a playoff spot. They're still fighting. They're still in the playoff race. And For this sure. is a big game if they really want to, you know, push into the into a playoff spot. Definitely still in a race. And you can't not like those odds in that situation. To me, that's a coin flip game. But... Like you said, I you know I like these angles for the teams that have a lot to play for. Nashville's right in it. I can see that being a very close game. So, you know, if you really want to cop out and sell out for what I would think would be free, like an easy win, take the Ducks on the money line or on the puck line, plus it, plus one and a half, even if you get it there. Yeah. My lock of the night steal, you know that I like these angles for personal situations for players. They go into certain matchups fired up. And I look at the Golden Knights at Buffalo Sabres, and I think you know where I'm going here. Jack Eichel was in the media today answering questions about returning to Buffalo for the first time. And while I'm not buying a single thing, he is saying that he has no (laughs) ill will towards Buffalo, no ill will towards the Pagulas or the ownership group. And I'm pretty sure the PR staff at the Vegas Golden Knights fed him those lines verbatim. I'm not buying any of it. This kid is going to be fired up to play the Sabres team that told him not to get the surgery he wanted. They didn't get the players in there that he wanted. And as much as he is not the be-all and end-all of any team, no one player ever really is, even the McDavid's of the world, he has his first few years of his career squandered with some really bad teams in Buffalo. And the situation did not end nicely. He is going to be fired up to play in Buffalo for the first time. He has three goals and four assists in his last 10, and he's really in his only 10 this season for the Vegas Golden Knights. He is really starting to look comfortable out there, Steele. I could see a multi-point night. I could see him burying a couple, but I almost know for sure he will be on the score sheet in some capacity. So I'm going to take the Jack Eichel anytime assist for my lock of the night and what I would expect to be a very fired up Mr. Eichel. I like the Jack Eichel pick. Uh, You know, I, I really didn't really I, I didn't focus on this game a lot because I got burned uh, by the Vegas Golden Knights against the Philadelphia Flyers in that two one loss uh, right. just a couple of nights ago, and you, you know with all the injuries they have right now they haven't really been scoring a lot offensively. Uh, you know Robin Leonard's been great he hasn't let a lot of goals in but again they just offensively haven't been the same without Mark Stone. And, you know, the, the Buffalo Sabres have been very surprising. So I like your your Jack Eichel anytime assist uh, pick. But I would stay away from this game, honestly, either the money line or the puck line. I don't I like it uh, because the Buffalo Sabres can be very surprising. I do like your pick, though, with the Jack Eichel anytime assist. He will be fired up to play against his old, his old team. 
my lock of the night is going to be the New York Rangers money line plus 100 against the St. Louis Blues on the road. Uh, the Rangers got the best of the Blues just last week in a 5-3 win at home. And I think they're going to get the best of the Blues again on the road uh, Thursday night. And you, you mentioned it with, you know, when we were talking about Patrick Kane, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, uh, Ryan Strom, Chris Kreider, Alexi Lafreniere on the top line. They're all seem, they all seem to be clicking right now. And yep. Igor Sorokin being the best goalie in the league as well. Mm. You can't go wrong with that, especially the way Jordan Bennington's been playing. Uh, they'll probably go with Huso for tomorrow night. But again, the Blues against this Rangers team, I got to go with the Rangers at plus 100. I'll take that every time. Yeah, and I also just everything that you're just running down there and with Huso being in and him being better and Shesterkin obviously being what he's been, we don't need to talk about. That smells like another under. That smells like another situation for, you know, two good double circles on a goalie target for DFS as well. Premium price probably for both. But, you know, hey, man, everything that sometimes when you talk these things through and I know you do the same thing, I start to hear it's like, hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, that sounds like an under. So to me, that sounds like an under, but also for the value, I think you have to go with the Rangers. But I like your lock of the night, pal. Let's run it back for them. I don't, I don't see the under in this game. They won the Rangers Whoa. won five three. The, the, hey, bet? the Rangers won side five bet? three. It is a side bet flip. We're gonna have a side okay. bet. The was Rangers Bennington won in five net, three in was their Bennington last visit. In, that in that last game, I believe it was Huso. Oh man, then never mind. Forget everything. You know what? Delete this episode. Let's re-record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I I I wouldn't go with the under here. I think there's too much star power, even though you know Fiorentin is the best goalie in the league, and Fair. whether Billy Huso's in net, who's really stepped up in Bennington's, you know, I wouldn't say replaced him as of yet, but he's really sort of replaced him. Um, you know, anything can happen. There's a lot of star power on both these teams. The Blues scored three goals in like in three shots in, in right, like right. three minutes. So it was absolutely crazy to watch. I still like the Rangers on the money line. That will be my lock of the night. Flips lock of the night. Anytime assist from Jack Eichel. Pencil it in, lock it in, make your money right now. We've been hitting them. Flips lock of the nights have been absolutely crushing it the last month, I got to say. Uh, my lock of the night's a little bit rocky, but I have been hitting my picks. So just keep an eye out for those as well. Thank you so much for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. If you want more gambling advice on what you should pick, but for not just hockey, make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all podcast platforms, just like this podcast right here. So please hammer the subscribe, hammer the follow button. We appreciate it. We appreciate the love and support out there so much. And once you do, you'll get the latest episodes of Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcasts as soon as they're available each and every day, Monday to Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. So make sure you're following us and subscribing. You'll get the latest episodes. Thank you again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.